Listeners, Editor Gabriel here. So, we were supposed to be doing Multiple Maniacs, the John Waters film, featuring Adriana Gober as our special guest this week. But due to technological problems, files, corrupted demons stealing into the internet, Gremlins 2 style, um, it's gone. Just, just gone. So, we're, here's next week's episode. Uh, it's a fun one as well. We will get around to redoing um, Multiple Maniacs with Adriana. So, sorry to anyone looking forward to that. Sorry to Adriana, specifically. But we will redo that sometime in the coming future. So, sorry everyone. Enjoy this episode coming up now. Welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast. It's a podcast about rock and roll music and boobs and guns and wing-wang wallabing-bangs and decapitations. Yes, that's 100% our wheelhouse. That's that's all it is? That's all we do. Yeah, that's what I thought. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Gabriel Elizabeth Mara. I am Ryan Winifred Snyder. Oh, I like that. Thank you. That could, yours is actually, you know, multi-gender. Yeah, I had to kind of think of that one on the fly. I was like, hmm, be good, Winifred. Yeah, I could see, you, you, Ryan, today, you have perfect, like, young British gentleman rake hair. Yes, Like it's beautiful bedhead. You have you have Mr. Darcy hair. This is me. I've been awake for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because yesterday was a rough day. Former mayor, uh, or former, co- former guest and... Uh, Mayor of Bethlehem, Neil Heimsoth, had a party yesterday ah. for his 30th, so I was out drinking quite quite late. Mm-hmm. Old man, Heimsoth. Okay, Ryan. So, this week, it is my sex pick, and we haven't seen the movie yet. We're doing a little bit things a little bit differently today, mm-hmm. just for some fun zones. So let's try something different. So, Ryan, I picked four possible movies for the sex pick this week. Okay. And we're going to... Here's what we're going to do. You're going to pick two of them. And then we're going to coin toss to see which one we actually watch. Okay. Okay. The titles are? The titles are Nocturnal Animals by Ooh. Tom Ford. The Amy Adams film starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Shannon. Really one of my all-time favorites last year. All-time last year. One of my favorites last year. Let's see. Let me double check also directors and such of these other things. Stall for time. Stall for time, Ryan. Uh, I actually really wanted to see Nocturnal Animals, so that might be a pick. But let's. Uh, I can't wait to see what the other three are going to okay. be. Okay. Let's see. Sex picks. Mm. Number two pick. The movie is The Duke of Burgundy. It's a 2014 mystery drama, erotic, lesbian BDSM film. Um, it's supposed to be visually fucking gorgeous. Super, super well made and really um, surprisingly sweet. Um, we can watch a trailer if you want after before we um, decide. But that's an option. It's supposed to be super, super sexy. Okay. Option number three. Ms. 45, Abel Ferreira's film. I think Adriana, our guest last week, mentioned it. It's a movie, it's one of those classic films from the 80s where a woman is sexually assaulted and decides to get revenge on a bunch of dudes by shooting them the dick. Okay. And finally, the last pick is the Mickey Rourke, Kim Basinger, coming back to Kim Basinger, mm-hmm. sex film, nine and a half weeks, where all they do is fuck for like a like hundred minutes and it gets more and more S&M games. Okay. Get okay, right. So, do you want to watch any of these trailers or do you want to just divide them? You know, uh, I want to definitely take Nocturnal Animals as a pick. Okay. To go up against something. All right. The other three, uh, I don't know. Do you want to watch a trailer for something and then you pick it? Or you want me to oh, pick? Oh, no. I want, you, I want you to pick. Cause, okay. So I already picked four. So you okay. pick two and then Chance picks the final. Okay. Okay, hold on. This is the trailer for Duke of Burgundy. And then we'll put on the other ones quick. Hold on. Tap to unmute. Yes, I know. Here we go. She's kind of like Handmaiden. Yeah, I'm picking up that vibe. Oh. Oops. Oh, 
sexy butterflies, someone touching thighs. So it's like Handmaiden meets Blue is the Warmest Color meets Fifty Shades of Grey? I think so. That's actually a great way to put it. I love the harpsichord, Ryan, do you? Hmm. Dialogue. I think yeah, I'm not getting any semblance of a plot. I think it's French or German. I hate it when they take a foreign film and they don't have any dialogue because they don't want to scare off the Americans. They really like their moths. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's it. Okay. Okay. Alright, so there's that. Also, I have not seen any of these movies except for Nocturnal Animals. Let's see here. Now the trailer for Ms. 45. Not Ma 45. Ms. Can't type. 45. Lady 45. Here we are. I do love a good revenge movie. Oh, she's mute. <laughs> Dude, Abel Ferreira loves putting women in like nun outfits and having them be assaulted. Yeah. I wonder what you know religion he was. Okay. That's interesting. So that's one. And the last one, you've already seen some of Nocturnal Animals? Uh, about a half hour worth. Okay. And the last one was nine and a half weeks. Nine and a half weeks, okay. Ooh. Miss 45 looks like it could be up our alley, too. Oh, like I think that's, that's... nice and grody. That's definitely the most, like, sex and violence pick out of all of them, I think. Okay. And here's a trailer for nine and a half weeks. Divorced white female. Beautiful statuesque blonde. Witty. Cultured. Mickey Rourke. You went to Harvard. 80s music. So that's what he used to look like. Yeah, he used to be extremely handsome. Sexy version of Gutenberg. This is coming off more like rom com y. I, I definitely read the plot description. It gets real corny. Yep, there you go. She's blindfolded and doing ice cube stuff. Although, this is definitely Fifty Shades of Grey, basically. 
This movie got her Batman. Got like one tone of voice. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, okay. Ryan, pick two. Uh, I'm gonna say Nocturnal Animals and Miss Forty Five. Alrighty. Now call so. Uh, Heads is which, tails is which? Uh, heads, Nocturnal Animals, tails okay. is 45. Fate, decide. Heads. Heads it is. We're nocturnal watching Nocturnal Animals. animals. Alright, cool. So listeners, we're going to take a two hour break to go watch this movie, and we'll be back with thoughts. Cool. Yeah. And I want to say, don't don't get rid of those picks. Yeah. Let's keep those back pocket, because I, I really actually do watch Miss 45. Oh point, god, so. yeah, it looks great. Alright, we'll be back. Okay, bye-bye. And now we're back from watching the movie. Ryan, what did we watch again? We watched Nocturnal Animals from 2016. Yes. Director Tom Ford. Yep. Adapted from a book called... By Austin Wright called Tony and Susan, which Daniel and I did for Slow Readers. How's the book compared to the movie, you think? Oh, we have an entire episode of it on Slow Readers, but I do want to say that it's a much... I vastly prefer the movie. Wait, hold on. Cue trailer. Do you ever feel like your life has turned into something you never intended? I'm worried about you. Were you sleeping? You scared me the last time we talked. You know me. I never sleep. My ex-husband used to call me a nocturnal animal. I didn't know you had an ex-husband. I've been thinking about him a lot lately. And then recently, he sent me this book that he's written. It's violent and it's sad. Then he dedicated it to me. Did you love him? I did something horrible to him. That being said, thank you, Tom Ford. I definitely prefer the movie over the book. I think the book... When I saw this one first, you know, I, I yeah. walked in kind of blind because I was like, hey, Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Shannon doing a thing about... Bats and owls. I'm down with that. And I was immediately floored by it. There's that opening credit sequence that you must see, listeners, yeah, if you haven't seen this movie. That's a really weird way to do an intro. And you and I had vastly different takes on that. You thought it was more of a Hitchcock? Oh, I think it's no. more like the Palma, but then like Hitchcockian music. I felt it was like early 60s Bond, kind mm -hmm. of like, oh, we're going to have beautiful girls dancing. And instead oh. it's um, not my perception of beautiful girls. I don't know, the opening credits thing, I think that is a weird combination of Brian De Palma and uh, John Waters. I could see that. Of I like could totally see that. Different looking people. If Divine was still alive, yeah. totally would have done it. Yeah, flapping that old wanger. Yeah. <sighs> mm. But I, I love the opening credits of this movie. I actually, I love the fuck out of this movie. It was in my top three of last year. But Ryan, let's throw it to you. Well, first of all, how are you? Oh, good, man. How are you? I mean, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's it's just the start of autumn almost for us, the autumn feel. Yeah, it's really nice. Like, I almost want to, like, just go out back and light a fire tonight, mm. throw some marshmallows, have, like, warm apple cider. Yeah. I brought out my professorial kind of, like, smoking jacket. Yeah. Like, my nice little, like, wool thing with an open collar. We were talking. It's almost time for cool leather jacket weather. Hell yeah. So I'm, I'm actually stoked to put on my cool leather jacket again. I miss that thing. Yeah, that reminds me also, I really need to take like retake my motorcycle test. That way I can really, when I have that license, I don't even need the motorcycle. I just want to have the license and my jacket. Yeah, and a cool helmet. Yeah. Well, helmet helmets are expensive, aren't they? Helmets? Yeah. Yeah. A couple hundred? You know what's more expensive? Death? Being dead. That's true. Well, that's true. Funeral costs are like, like absurdly expensive. Yeah. You got to get the, the funeral home. Got to pay a priest. 
or a rabbi. No, I don't want any of that. Or then you're gonna buy a coffin. I'm not. Fu- I'm funeral pyre. Go full full Star Wars. Um, all I want people to pay for is open bar and um, whatever you need to make sure the fire department doesn't shut down my funeral pyre. That's pretty nice. So like I think like I don't want to waste money. Don't be sad. I'm dead. I'm finally free from pain. We can finally put you in that Darth Vader costume. Yes. Melted plastic and burnt flesh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gonna smell amazing. I'd just just like... stuff me with cloves. Yeah. No embalming. Really just just delicious, delicious cloves and tea. Cloves and cinnamon sticks. Mm. Out of every orifice. Can be the most delicious death. Oh, and some weed. And some weed. For the cool cats. Yeah, someone's gonna reach in and try and grab that out of your like charred body. You know, let them. If they have the balls to do so, and they're willing to burn themselves. Go for it. That's how you know who your true Someone friends will be are. inside me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Ryan. So, what is Nocturnal Animals about? Nocturnal Animals is a movie that. How do I break this down a little bit? It's it's almost got like it's. Explain three, it to me like I'm a child. Three distinct plot points or, or plots are going on interwoven throughout this movie. Uh, you have Susan, who is now an unhappy woman in her mid-40s. She's unhappy married to a man who's uh, cheating on her. And she gets a manuscript from her ex-husband that is like the, the pre... Like a manuscript for a novel, right? Yes. yes. The, the final proof. Yeah. And she gets it with a little letter like, Hey, this is different from what I used to write when we were together. Let me know what you think. Here's my number. Here's my email address. Drop me a line. So she reads it and is like constantly disturbed by the content of the novel. Um, we're intersplicing the novel narrative with the current time that she's in, like being unhappy with her marriage and thinking about contacting her ex-husband again. And then we're showing the beginning stages of Tony and Susan's relationship. No, it's oh, not Edward and Edward. So Amy Adams is Susan in the real world reading Edward's book, who in who is also Tony inside the book. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal plays two parts in this. So the the third narrative is. Edward and Susan's early days and their eventual breakup, which is, like, she sells it as I did something horrible to him when we broke up, something mm-hmm. unforgivable, and like you're like she what got the, the Lone Ranger. What did she have done? And turns out she was, it, is it she was cheating on him? They were, yeah, she was already cheating on she him. She was already cheating on him, but she was carrying Edward's child and then went and got an abortion, and then she was like, oh my god, I can never tell him, and then he's standing, standing in, in the, the rain, rain, John Cusack style. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. But the the narrative uh, of the book is uh, a man is driving across uh, Texas Texas at at really late at night, and he gets pretty much run off the road by a group of redneck hooligans. By kick ass. Yeah, it's it's fucking disturbing. It's... It's um, some of the most impressively well done tense filmmaking I've ever seen. Yeah, it's uh, that scene on seen the side of the theaters, road is what, man. ten minutes. Yeah, it, it goes. It's, it it's almost like real time and really like, dude, seeing it in the theater, it was just you're surrounded by the sound and there's no escaping. You're so uncomfortable. It they play it for such realism that in in real life, you know, you're in your driving room. If someone starts like coming at you, you don't know what to do. Yeah. Now this movie, um, the listeners will remember. This movie is a perfect rebuttal to that thing I hate more than anything. The, oh, if it was me. I was thinking that when we had the green room argument. Like, yeah. Oh, dude, I would totally just punch that guy in the fucking I face. I don't no, you wouldn't. I just take the gun no, away from you him. Wouldn't. Like, no, you wouldn't, stupid ass. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Like, you, you don't know how you'd react. And people, like, this movie is so tense because it realistically puts you in a situation of... Your life isn't a movie. You don't know what's happening. If some guy says, keep driving, or I'll kill you, he might kill you. He might not kill you. Maybe a family isn't there. You don't know, and that's the scariest thing in the world. You know who actually does the, subverts that uh, really well with the, the guy in the car, I'm going to kill you? Who? Tom Hanks, Turner and Hooch. I don't remember that scene. So there's a scene where he's in the car, and the like, guy's got him at like gunpoint. And he like puts his arms up and he reaches behind him and he's like, Whoa, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm just putting on my seatbelt. Uh-huh. And he puts on his seatbelt and he accelerates and hits a wall and the guy goes flying out. That's awesome. So I was hoping for something of that nature, but you could tell he was far, far too frightened in this yes. scene. But uh, yeah, it's unnerving. So these guys end up uh, kidnapping his wife tense. and daughter and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Another yep. 10 minutes of things, you find them dead and yeah. they've been Imagine murdered. Imagine the reality of. Someone's taking your car, if your family in them, and this movie imprints into your brain the last time he sees his daughter yeah. alive screaming from the backseat of his car, and he can't do anything. 
you want to know what that feels like, people? Watch this movie. Yeah, it's uh, it is disturbing. Um, I'm gonna have to honestly take a couple days to kind of like process it. This is yeah. just my initial reactions like, to it. You're gonna be driving on the night road thinking about this movie. Probably. I like I did in my weeks. Head. I did. Yeah, it's it's unnerving. The only thing that really like saves it a little bit is like, all right, it's just a movie, and it's kind of a story within a movie, so it makes it less real. Mm-hmm. There's like separate layers of uh, complete what's sort of thing for not removal, disassociation. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's, it's framing devices, and you're kind of separated. You're okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's... Uh, so... And Michael Shannon is in it. So let's break down each one with yes. the, the ending. I'm going to go, let's say, chronologically. Okay. So, uh, find out these two people. Uh, Susan and Edward used to be friends in Texas. Now they're both in New York. They go out for dinner one night, and she pretty much says, Hey, you want to come back to my place and fuck me? And bang! And he says... Well, yeah. shucks. Let's do it. Oh, shucks. Oh, yep. Let's do this. So they do, um, they end up together. They do she's, the sex. She's trying to, she's telling her mother that she's going to marry him, and her mother's like, no, he's not right for you, you're going to hurt him in the end, and you're going to turn out just like me, which and is I, a giant bitch. I really love that scene, because Laura Linney isn't just a huge bitch. She is just being Amy Adams' character in the future. It's true. It's like that, you know, she, that, like, every character in this movie could be played one note, and everyone, in the most economic way possible, is multi-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Very quick scenes. Mm-hmm. Like the Laura Linney scene, it's another like ten yeah. minute scene. But the one scene out. she's in, the whole movie. It's really, yeah. It's a, you kind of hate her from what like you've heard about the character earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. and then she's just being so like pragmatic about things. Like, this is how things are gonna be. Don't do this. I'm your mother. You, you were more alike than you know. We're nothing alike. Yeah, like you you see her persuading Amy Adams yeah. slowly, being like, look, he's weak, and you know, I I see, I understand, I'd love him too. But yeah. I know you, you're me, you're going to be disappointed in him. And when she finally says the, we're so alike, you see Amy Adams go like, ugh, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. So, yeah, after that scene, then it's, um, hey, read what I wrote. And she hates it, don't write about yourself. And then they have a argument about, or no, right before that, there's a scene of like her in a, mo- in a classroom. And mm-hmm. I guess the way you fall in love or cheat on your spouse is someone hands you a pencil that you dropped. Yes. So she looks into his eyes like, oh, thanks. Well, it's, it's Army Hammer, let's be fair. It's a good point. It's a good point. He's, He's an handsome extremely devil. handsome man. Handsome man. Did you ever watch Reaper? No. That was actually a pretty good show. You know, Kevin Smith helped create it. And uh, it was a pretty awkward first season. But season two comes in. What's her fucking face? Joy from, uh, from Iron Fist is in it briefly. She's a great okay. character. But, you know, it's all about how uh, a guy gets recruited by the devil, who's like a, a charming, handsome old man, to capture lost souls for him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, by season two, it gets much more interesting about it. It gets much deeper. And Army Hammer, you find out that that main character might be one of the sons of Satan. But then, you know, it turns out the actual son of Satan, who is played by Army Hammer, comes in. Mm-hmm. And the show actually gets significantly better when it becomes a dynamic of, I'm the son of Satan. Why can't I just have everything? And Satan's like, because Sam here does all the work, and he's yeah. a better son than you'll ever be. And this really cool kind of climax to it. Unfortunately, it got canceled before anything could happen. But it was right. a good show outlasted. Sad face. Yeah, shame. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Anyway, Army Hammer's beautiful. I guess mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to say. Yep. Um, I let him bum me. Yeah, then they have a fight walking the streets of New York. We're two different people. No, we're not. Do you love oh, they're, me? Oh, yes. they're in Texas by now, I think. Huh? Because they, they oh, moved, they back, to, they moved oh, back to okay, Texas yeah, yeah. afterwards. Okay, either way, yeah, they're having the fight, um, we should work on this, now we're two different people, and that's essentially the breakup scene. You unfortunately, because uh, the cat knocked something over, you missed a wonderful cut when you walked away. Oh, did I? When, like, they're arguing, and she's like, like, I can't do this anymore, and he's like, like, you're calling me weak, and it cuts away, and, like, it pans over, and it's like the red light bathes young Edward, and there's, like, a beautiful GTO car, I think, that's one of the mm-hmm. same ones from the his inside story, and then it cuts to red face tony in the car waiting to uh surprise atj okay missed that cut damn it yeah. damn fucking you, you own a copy of this don't you huh you own a copy of this yeah yeah, yeah. That's oh my there copy. you go yeah i'll just i'll replay that scene that's mm-hmm. all um and then the next part of that is the the abortion, the abortion. yep and that's pretty much the end of that plot yeah, that's when it starts bleeding into the beginning of the movie, the real life. That yeah. It's been 20 years. They have a child who's off in college, and she runs a successful art gallery, and he's kind of a workaholic cheating on her, and her life is now genuinely dissatisfied, even though she has all the creature comforts and riches she wants. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're almost to the end of that. 
plot then. Yep. So she reads the book, is unhappy, decides to contact Edward to meet up with him, have dinner with him. And she and, loves the book. And he responds with, yeah, you just tell me when and where. We, we should probably sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. Last time she tried to talk to him, he had hung up on her. Yep. As that unforgivable sin, you killed my child. You killed you my bitch. baby. Yeah. Um, so she goes to the dinner, and like we had said, she's not wearing her wedding ring anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, she also, she takes off her armor. She gets rid of the dark lipstick and mm-hmm. the heavy eyeshadow. She's being a, a regular person again. Yeah, she's trying to go back to who she was. So mm-hmm. she goes, and she's sitting there drinking uh, bourbon on the rocks or something of that yep. nature. Maybe Manhattan. Maybe a scotch. Maybe a scotch. Always working. We're always working. Never not working, people. Um, and Send he, us liquor, by the way. He stands her up. Yeah. And that is the final act of revenge. I, I, that's how you would... You would interpret it? Because I said, yeah. I was like, what, that's it? Yeah, no, that's the final... I, I, it's, you know, it's what uh, what uh, John Oates said. The best revenge is living well without you. Hmm. That I think that it's just... This is Edward... I don't think this, this was a calculated old boy-esque 20 years of revenge and planning. Just, I wrote this thing because of you. You inspired me. You also destroyed me. So, uh, yeah, you're not that important to me. I'm out. So he just like ice cold, cold shoulders, leaves her in the dust, stands her up, and she's just left there in the lurch. I kind of did want like a conversation between like them both 20 years later, but I guess it's not really necessary. No, I think it's much, much, this is a very economic movie. And I think I always tell people that. No unnecessary scenes. Yeah, that's why you can tell this is a movie made by a designer, by someone who values form and function. Mm -hmm. There's no waste in this movie. It's criminally efficient. That you read the book and he cut out mounds and mounds, thousands of words out of it to make this lean. This movie is somehow like a lean, mean machine for being a story within a story within a story about like decades of revenge. Yeah. You want to break down the last one? Sure. The inside the book story. Yeah. The actual story story. of Nocturnal Animals. I want to hear your interpretation of it. Okay. Go. So, inside the book Nocturnal Animals, a man named. Uh, Tony Hastings is driving through the, the Texas countryside with his wife and daughter, and that's when Kickass and his friends run him off the road because of uh, they're, they're just like playing chicken in the road. And then when Tony kind of slides by him, the daughter gives him the finger, and you know you're like watching this movie, you're like, don't oh. do that, stupid! Why would you? You know they're gonna attack you now. Yeah. So in this incredibly well-made real-time sequence, where Aaron Taylor Johnson and his friends menace the whole family in this slow build of, oh no, you can trust me. Oh no, we're gonna kill you. Oh, what's wrong with you? It's like, you know, when someone is just in your face and you Toying don't even, with you. you don't even know what to do. You're like, you, like, should I swing at them? You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Eventually, it, it builds to them driving off with the wife and daughter. Like Tony sits in the lurch. He follows after them. And I think we, we went over this a little bit where, fast forward, we meet uh, Michael Shannon, who's a cop who helps out uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. The wife and daughter, Isla Fisher and Random Girl, were raped and murdered by Aaron Taylor Johnson and co. So we fast forward going across uh, a year, I think, in time. Yeah, it's, Mike, it's not it's not that much time. No, I think it was like one year. So Michael Shannon. Yeah, has he said been, last summer. Yeah, Michael Shannon has been hunting down these dudes, and it just follows as they decide to take the law into their own hands, where they hunt down uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and put him through the ringer a little bit, and eventually, you find out that Michael Shannon's dying, and it just builds to a brilliant, beautiful, dark climax of violence, where finally, at um, the I'm confusing the words Tony Hastings, Jake Gyllenhaal, Edward Sheffield, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Ray Marcus. They're all one thing in my mind. I'm yeah. going like, ATJ Hastings. So I'm just going to say Jake and ATJ. So Jake finally has his showdown face to face with ATJ in the trailer where his family was murdered. And finally, he takes control where he kills ATJ. So we're spoiling this movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, As we do with every movie. Yeah, every movie. And then ATJ hits him across the head and kind of the last, like, like Rocky two ending. Yeah. And and we don't see whatever happens to the uh, Michael Shannon character, really. No. And I think he's, yeah, the last thing you see of Michael Shannon is being like... like I'll be right behind you. No, no he's like, a, like Jake's like, hey, hey, are you going to be okay, man? Like, you're in trouble. This guy's dead. And uh, Michael Shannon just goes... Eh, I'm dying anyway. I don't, yeah. I don't fucking care. And yeah. it goes off, and it's like, awesome. 
I love Michael Shannon. I love every performance in this movie, but Michael Shannon is like one of my total highlights. No. Hmm. He's not one of your highlights. No, he's absolutely oh, one, he of one of my highlights. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's really he's fucking crazy great in this. good in this, and I. Yeah, I'm surprised ATJ didn't get a nomination, but I am not surprised that Michael Shannon got one. Yeah, no, totally deserves it, and it ends with uh, Jake. He's like basically dying of like a brain hemorrhage at this point. He's blind after getting hit in the head of that like a, yeah. like a tire iron, and he fires his gun in the air to get people to come come get him, I guess. And he falls, and he I don't know if he intentionally shoots himself in the stomach or if or he if just goes accidental. down accidentally. Either way, he just like lays down and dies, having completed his revenge. Yeah. The circle is complete. Yeah. I can be happy in death. Yeah, what a brutal fucking way Gladiator to end that. I, style. Like, if this movie was just the story of uh, of Tony and Marcus and Co., mm-hmm. I would I still would have really loved it. It would have been yeah. a really cool dark western. Instead, it's this much bigger story about storytelling and the way we force ourselves to tell stories and the grudges we hold on to and the people we become. Yeah. I love I loved this movie. It's fucking dark. Um, yeah. Also, this movie has fucking crackerjack editing. That you know, it's something that you don't notice until yeah, you really, do a lot really of editing. Yeah, really cool cuts. Great, great cuts, great matches, like cuts to black, because you know it's in the framing device and so fucking tight. It's great. Uh, not to jump ahead to our next segment, but so I went to go see Hitman's Bodyguard, just like out of boredom, and I walked out of it out of boredom. Like it wasn't a bad movie. How it much just, did you watch? I watched maybe a good half of it. And I was just kind of like, I think I'd rather be sleeping, but this isn't bad. It's just that you, it, the editing isn't great. It's, it's weird how you start to notice that this movie, you're watching Nocturnal Animals, so many of the early cuts especially, everything cuts off a, a hair too soon than you'd expect. So your eyes are, are active watching the thing. It's a new image over and over again, brightly displaying itself for you. And it's really well done. And then something like, I guess that's the difference between a lot of good and bad movies. It's editing. directing attention, and it's editing. It's just like, oh, this is an unimaginative shot, cut languidly to another unimaginative shot. Boring. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do something exciting, just all this person does it all over to editors. I gotta look it up. It just cut smartly. Yeah. Economy. Tom Ford. Efficiency. Yeah. Keep it going mm-hmm. quickly, tightly, focused. Like sex, sex things. Sex. Quick, tight. So, um, buy this for a sex pick. Let's see. Just for the sexual violence aspect of for it. For the sexual violence aspect, plus that opening, I think this is an oddly sensual movie for being... It's stylish, and it's definitely... There's a fetishistic eye all over this movie mm-hmm. that, like, everyone is beautiful, but also off and scary. It's that opening with, like... And the amount of times that Amy Adams is naked in this movie, but yes. is not showing anything yeah. that I want to see. It's, it's a sensual movie. And then the most we see of anyone is, like, Aaron Taylor Johnson, basically. Yeah. You see, and that, that dude is carved out of wood, and he is, that is a sexy dude. Yeah. Except he's just shitting. Yeah, he's just shitting. On the phone. What, what wonderful filmmaking. Like, I wonder why he thought of that. Yeah. You're just sitting there on the toilet. There's a, there's like a like a like a old fender knockoff right yeah. in the toilet. He's talking on his like like portable phone, not even a cell phone. It's portable. Yeah. It's crazy. It's great. But I think this movie is sexy and attractive in its own way that you know, kind of like a fully dressed woman stylishly is much sexier than a naked one. Okay. And also like four straight minutes of naked heavy set heavily scarred women. Yeah, that was, that was a little weird. Yeah, I love the yeah. way it opens. I remember in the theater, I was just like, "Cool." Yeah, the music could have easily been like, ba 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 da ba da ba 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 da. And it might, have, it could have been. It's very like early '60s Bond to yeah, me. Yes, strong strings, dramatic yeah. strings. It's really bizarre. But yeah, interesting pick. Yeah. Right, overall, what is your feeling on the movie? Did you really? I, I know, like you, it ended, and you were like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I, I, I guess I wanted more closure, but uh, maybe that's the point of it. Is that you know, and we don't get closure you, you in don't, life. You don't get closure in your life on some things, and you have to be okay with that. Yeah, you just have to drink your scotch and go home. Yeah. Also, like, were you, like we're never not working. Were you also like? Amy, everyone's leaving. They probably want to close the restaurant. Yeah, you and you're getting leave. another drink. You're getting what another drink. Fuck? You should probably get out. He's not coming. It took you. It took her so long to drink that drink that the ice cubes had completely melted in the drink. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, a I long know time. It's, it's not like big cubes. It's like little cubes, but like still, that, ta- that, that yeah. takes some time. Yeah, it's gonna be an hour. 
Yeah, I've had a Manhattan on the rocks and like drank my drink. It maybe would take like half hour to drink it if I'm like just sipping and enjoying. Yeah, taking your time. And there's still chunks left of the Chabot ice. I had a few. But yeah, it was completely melted. Yeah. But no, so so rude to the staff. Did you really do you want to see this movie again? Not right away. I would a hundred percent watch it again. Um, I think I need to watch it again. But it's it, it's such um, an emotionally devastating movie. Yeah, I almost get a weird sense of relief after you find out the family's dead. That like I can finally relax again a little bit because it's building toward this yeah, perfect like, act break movie. It's a very sad point, but then you're like, oh, at least I don't have to worry about them. Anymore. Yeah, at least now I'm not I'm not worried that what, what happened to him. Now I know. Yeah. And now now that Michael Shannon is in the picture, we know Michael we're Shannon's gonna get gonna make revenge. It all yeah, he always does, except for Man of Steel. Mm. <sighs> I liked him in the Runaways. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's fucking phenomenal. I'd watch that guy eat cereal. Hmm. He's like, How's Midnight Special? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I, I, I don't love it, but I think it's a really great movie. Um, Daniel loved it. Yeah. And I think he I, likes his alien shit, though. Yeah, doesn't I it? think you'd get behind it. There's a, it's like a, a modern take on a Spielberg style alien story. So an old Amblin movie. Yeah, kind of like that. But then if, if a real, if really well, like well done filmmaking in it, like Joel Edgerton's in it, and he's fucking great in it. Like the very, very good storytelling in that movie. Okay. I just don't really care about fucking alien child superpowers. Yeah, it's really not your real house. No. The other day I was going to finally put on Stranger Things, and I was just kind of like, I want to play my farming video game. Uh, I saw my a kid, I saw a kid yesterday that looked like the, the kid from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was weird. Did you take him? No, I, okay. it, it was just like running around throwing water balloons. And I was like, that looks like the kid from Stranger Things. Which one? Uh, the... the the only male child that was there. Oh, at the at the barbecue. Yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. But you meant like in general out in the no, world. No, 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 no. You were with me. I yeah. just didn't point it out to you. I pointed it out to Neil. And he was like, yeah, I could see it totally. Mm-hmm. I can dig it. Yeah, weird to look. I was watching children. Oh, look at this child. I was watching him. I was having a fine yes. Cabernet Merlobley and then watching the children. It was good wine yesterday. Too. It was a fine wine. wine. Francis Ford Coppola Vineyard, The Vendetta. The Vendetta series. Yes. Is it a series or is it just Vendetta? It might just be The Vendetta. I might have to go buy a bottle. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Anyway, um, I love this movie. Uh, I like this movie. Yeah, I, I think it'll grow on you. I think so too. Like my my thing is like when I watch something like newer like this, I'll generally like go and just do a shit ton of research on it mm-hmm. and just find out all the background notes and then I'll expand it a little bit more and then I'll watch it again and I'll be like, cool. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's just a perfect machine, and I hate these stories that go on too long. These kind of yeah. like like ungainly movies. Yeah. Like Valerian is like the complete opposite of this movie. Valerian just went on and on and on of not great performances about mm. things that I didn't care about, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Get, get fucking get on with you, it. You went the full distance on that though, didn't you? Yeah, I finished that one. Huh. Like it, it was. It always surprises me the movies you walk out on. Yeah. No, normally it's movies that just aren't good enough to keep my attention. If yeah. something's truly bad, I might stick with it. Like, let's see, what did I walk out on the last year? I walked out of The Boss, starring Melissa McCarthy. Walked out of Hitman's Bodyguard. I walked out of Agent 47, not another Hitman movie. What else did I walk out Transformers. on? Transformers. Oh, yeah, I walked out on Transformers. But that was, I was just, yeah, that I actually hated. But Yeah. Usually the movie's just not holding my attention. If I'd rather be sleeping and I don't think I'll get anything out of it, I'll leave. Hmm. Also, I don't pay for these movies, so... Yeah, have your little movie Thanks, pass. Thanks, movie like, pass! I have to get that. Yeah, it well, saves me a ton of money. Yeah? Dude, I'm in the movies like four times a week. Uh, that'd be awesome. I'm paying... I'm saving like... like, Let's see. I pay $50 a month for it now. And I'm saving some... If I pay... If I'd be paying otherwise $50, $40 a week... I'm not good at math, despite being Asian... So I I would otherwise be spending one hundred sixty to two hundred dollars a week on movie ticket a month on movie tickets alone. Wow. So I'm saving like seventy bucks. Yeah. Huh. I wish the movies were open like I could go at like one in the morning. Mm-hmm. Cause that's when I'm always like up. Yeah. That's what I would love that. It just doesn't. Like happen. hey, I could text you then be like yeah, hey, pick you up for a movie at Dude, like one thirty. Yeah. I would. I would be. I'd be in every time. Yeah. I would see way more movies if movie theaters were open later. Let's start a late night movie theater. Ah, that's a bad idea. There's gonna be a lot of heroin addicts. Oh yeah. Hmm. A lot of drugs and drugs. We'll find a way. Yeah. You have to screen people before they come in. Mm-hmm. Pat them down. No needles. Yeah, pat them down. No needles. You can come on in. 
All right, so that is about it for our nocturnal violence, nocturnal violence, nocturnal, nocturnal animals talk. We'll take a quick, quick break, a kick break, quick. Yeah, a quick break. A kick a break a week. Yes, we'll take one of those, and then we'll come back. We'll do some random bullshit talk, and then yeah, yeah we'll tease our next guest. All right, Danny, what do you got for us? Hey, fuck you, Danny. Hey everybody, my name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh Uh-oh. The Sith. Because, yep, uh, basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what, I know what that's like. And surely... Uh, you were in a car that landed in Blackwater? Yeah, I dude, I know. I fucking killed a woman. You like fought? This. Uh, <laughs> you, oh, okay. Never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay, because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid, because like her reaction to that is like, "You never read the Giver? You work in a bookstore." And and I and I was like really close to just snapping. I was going like, "Listen, girl, I read a lot of other books, okay?" <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On-air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit Gone Girl up his ass? <laughs> Then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run-in with the police... I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no. Not going no, that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk-chugging right-wingers, though. <laughs> milk-chugging. And books. Into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise plug. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence. The hot-ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff and then when you're done with that go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck to the throat area and then go ahead and give slow readers a spin go search itunes and search up the name slow readers check us out slow readers comes out every monday you can also check us out on twitter at top gallant radio And we are back. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Gabriel. Hi, Ian. So, um, Hitman's Bodyguard, do you want to tell me more about it? Not really. It's no? Fine. Is it really just meh, meh? It's just meh. I kind of wanted more out of it. I thought I'd have more fun with it, and I wasn't. I'm like, hey, look, there's Electra. That's fine. Yeah. Salma Hayek. And it, it just seems like a bunch of, like, loose parts, some kind of, like, tacked together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just I, I don't know whose fault it is. Probably the, probably the writer? Yeah. Eh. Ew. I, I could have just as easily stayed, but I was also tired. Fair enough. I just didn't care. Yeah. But what I did see, actually, that I actually liked a lot was Ingrid Goes West. Okay. It's the new movie starring Aubrey Plaza and Elizabeth Olsen, your favorite. Actually, it's definitely Daniel's favorite. Oh, by the way, we're a Top Gallant radio production. Fuck you, Danny. Fuck you. So uh, that was pretty good. Also starring O'Shea Jackson Jr. from Street Outta Compton and Wyatt Russell from... Fucking 22 Jump Street. Oh. No, unfortunately. Relation, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Yeah. So that was actually a really... It was a really good, I think, kind of like breakdown. It's like Instagram stalker culture, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like a really nice, well-done, tense movie about it, but very technologically smart, technologically sound. And kind of a spoiler, speaking of actual animals' ending, that this movie, like uh, Ingrid Goes West, Mm -hmm. ends so fucking abruptly and it almost ruins it for me really that there was clearly one more scene in that movie that they just didn't do it just ends and like and everyone's thinking the same thing i'm thinking watching this movie and you're like all right and then this scene happened no credits what Hmm. uh okay like like I, i i i feel unlike the ending of this i felt robbed by the lack of an ending mm-hmm. but it's still a really good movie and it's smart and dark and really funny and very intense and very astute about our modern age mm-hmm. plus Aubrey Plaza is great is it going anywhere near your top 10 or is it just like meh um it might it might like I don't know amble its way onto 10 9 depending on how much what else is good this year yeah but, you know eh, it, was, it was good top 20 okay for sure top 20 
right. And if I see 100 movies, that's, you know, that's a pretty good grade yeah. for it. I've seen a decent amount this year, but I've seen, seen more. I haven't seen, I don't think I've been to the movie theater at all in August. No? I don't think so. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've not seen anything new. Oh. I went last week, but. That's true. I went on Wednesday night with former guest Ryan Hill at his, uh, his little movie theater, and he invited me to watch Mad Max Fury Road, Black, Black and Chrome. Um, How was that? I liked it, and I didn't like it at the same time. I love that movie. I've said numerous times in this podcast, it's one of my favorites. Um, there's certain parts of the movie where it, it is really cool. The first like 20 minutes or so, it works. Because it, make, it, it makes it seem like this, you know, really what it is, a very dark, post-apocalyptic character study psychological horror kind of thing yeah and it kind of really it affects that with the black and white but then uh, once you get to the the cart the first chase sequence you want to see those colors yeah you want it to be hyper like saturated and yeah. fun and those colors and are electric yeah the, original. They, it, it, the colors are beautiful so I think going black and white is always an interesting choice mm-hmm. I'm like yeah but does that add anything yeah you would need to like I think I figure if they're going to do anything they should have like Gonzo overdone the black and white and added like silver to it. Or done it like Sin City style. Yeah, almost. Like yeah. like go go chromy as fuck. Go really yeah. like add like really ratchet up the contrast, make the shine shine, and make mm-hmm. the black black. But I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of yeah. dark blue gray in the middle of the movie. I recall. How did that look in black and white? Uh, better. Better actually. Like the uh, the nighttime sequence. Yeah. I feel like I could see more. Oh, cool. So okay. that was pretty cool. Just like minor things, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. that's off in the distance. Interesting, cool. You know, I, I don't really care for Fury Road that much. Yeah, I, you, you've said. Um, I've but, gone at length about it. Yeah, I, I that's think it's thing is great. I, I watch it quite often. I think I watched it a couple weeks ago with uh, Michelle Monaghan. Mm-hmm. She loves it. Your so wife, much. Michelle Monaghan. Yeah, so. I, know, I, I just think, I, I can never get over how much better I think Road Warrior is. Yeah. I think Road yeah, Warrior is perfect. That. And, you know, this one, I'm like... Ugh, I love Charlize Theron in it so much, though. She's amazing in it. Yeah. Uh, I, haven't, like, I haven't really seen it all the way through since theaters, so I should give it another go. Yeah, I, I would totally say do that. Um, but Black and Chrome, you can kind of, you can almost, like, skip it. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's do a Logan Black and White, bro. Ta- if it's the first time, like, it, it, go for it, but don't, like, shell out, like, the 80 bucks for, like, yeah. the giant pack that gets you the Black and Chrome. Like, Doesn't seem necessary. Yeah, I was trying to justify it to myself for the longest time, uh-huh. and then I saw the years of Ryan Hill, and I was like, "Yeah, I can keep that eighty bucks yeah. in my pocket." You're you're, totally you're okay. Fine. Yeah, so um, that and I'm trying to think what else I saw this week. I think I said it last week where I tried watching The Defenders. Oh yeah. And I still haven't gone back to it, and I've heard like not great things from people. Mm-hmm. Like the I've heard the last two episodes are pretty garbage. Really? Oh, yeah, that's a bummer. From a lot of people, and like. I don't know, just how boring the first episode is, and then people have told me, like, yeah, it doesn't really pick up until episode three, so it's like, what do I get? Three, four, five, and six, so, like, maybe three or four go to episodes. That's just, that's just a drag. Eight, eight, how, eight, how, like, how is this a thing? Like, our Daredevil season one and two, they grabbed me right away. Yeah. I'm immediately in. Luke Cage, I'm in immediately. Jessica Jones, I was in for the most part. I, yeah. I, I had to warm up to it. And Iron Fist, you know, I'm still dragging my feet on it that's fine and i started watching the first episode of defenders and i'm like oh a kind of dark barely legible fight scene between two characters i don't really care about on a foot chase they're doing a thing oh we're opening on the two most uninteresting characters in this whole thing okay yeah uh i'm kind of mad how disappointing like like like, you'd think they would have brought their a team on on this it'd be like like did I make this comparison to you? I might have made it to Daniel. That this is like, like, we're building up to the Avengers. Yeah. And you know who we're going to get to direct it? Peyton Reed. And you're like, uh, why? You have fucking the Russo brothers right there. Why are you doing this? Yeah. You're picking the, the the most lesser of them? To fucking, where's Drew Goddard? Where is he? What's he doing? Or yeah. any one of the Luke Cage, like, our team. Fucking Luke Cage is beautiful and tone and strong. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. And it feels it's like, like they brought out the C team. Yeah, I started watching it, and I'm like, "This is just an episode of Iron Fist, which is just kind of boring." Yeah, come uh, on, guys. I, like, I, it really together. disappoints me because it's. I've been watching these shows since they came out like two, three years ago. Yeah. And knowing that they were going to build the Defenders, I'm like, "Oh, sweet!" And that three, trailer two, three was years, great. I love awesome that trailer. Team up thing. And now that it's here, it's it's been on for almost two weeks, and I've only watched the 
first half of the first episode. Like, yeah, that same. doesn't bode well. No. I mean, it's my apathy, too, for not going back and finishing it, but, like, it's your fucking fault for making it this boring. Yeah, they and should making do better. Me, it's your fault for making me this yeah, way. Yeah, you, you fucked up, guys. Yeah. Jeff Loeb. Yeah. Whoever else. It's, Who was in charge of the Defenders? I don't know. Was it think, Loeb? Well, no, I think he's he's kind of one of the masterminds of the whole thing. But. Yeah. I don't know who was in charge of uh, actual just uh, directing and show running the whole thing, but yeah, it's, seriously, it's like like come on, guys, you're you condensing it down to eight episodes. So that saying like, oh, something awesome's gonna happen in each one, and yeah, nope. the majority of people I've talked to have been like pretty met on it. So that's that's such a fucking drag. It's awful because I I've heard good things from like every other season that's dropped. Like we've talked at length about Daredevil season two. Uh, I remember. When Jessica Jones came out, like, that's all I, I would talk about with people at work. It'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, I'm going to watch it again. It's amazing. Let's see. Like, he did work on two guys. One of them did shit for Buffy, whatever. They really should have gotten whoever, like, Drew Goddard, who did Daredevil, and should have gotten whoever's a showrunner for Luke Cage to do it. Like, how is it so boring, Ryan? I don't understand. Yeah. It, this, it shouldn't be that hard. You take characters this great and make them so boring. Well, again, this is... If you're going to have characters just sit there and talk at each other, mm-hmm. get someone who's good at writing dialogue and who loves comic book characters. Why not call Kevin Smith? Be like, yeah, what are you doing? You want to write something? He's already written Daredevil. Yeah. You want to come in and write a little bit? You want to direct an episode? Yeah. Make it interesting. Make it fun. Make it dynamic. And He's it's out there making Arrow things. and Flash episodes fun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Supergirl now. Mm-hmm. So, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand at all. It just makes me... It's just such a fucking bummer. Yeah. And it really, again, I... Guys, I wish I liked Jessica Jones more than I do, but I think there's something weird about the way they direct her dialogue that, like, they're not shooting them right. That you don't, you, 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 you shoot for dialogue, people. You don't have her slowly walking off screen and kind of mumble a, what should be a hilarious one-liner out the side of her mouth while she's in the far right screen talking to Patty about whatever the fuck. You, you shoot for dialogue with, like... This is like Ridley Scott dialogue shooting. It's it's boring and it's not yeah. exciting. It's not funny. It's not charming. We don't. We're not because Jessica Jones is a great character. The Kristen Ritter is a great actress, and I think that they're they're shooting it in the least funny, least noir, least cool way you could possibly shooting this character. Okay. Have you started watching Veronica Mars yet? No, not yet. I've, get I'm on it. Get on it. Get on it. It's yeah. so fucking good. Yeah. The Jessica Jones is gonna look like shit afterwards too. Okay, fair enough. Just, I'm just saying. Um, did you have a teaser? Oh, we were going to watch a teaser for what now again? Super, Super Troopers 2? If it's actually on there, because I don't know if it was just a headline of someone bullshitting you or... Uh, it was AV Club. But AV let's Club. see here. They're Is generally pretty reliable. Let's see. I hope it's just not like old footage from the first one and a title already? card. Probably. Let's see. Hey, Kim Sam's doing something with Drew Goddard again. Speaking of Drew Goddard. Drew, Drew. Drew, Drew, Drew. Let's see. No. Okay. Huh? Huh? Let's see here. Maybe you got something? Oh, it is a red band. Ooh, okay. Maybe it'll be something good. Seriously, cut the crap, guys. I'm not at work anymore. Get these off me. to shave your balls. Me? Hell no. Foster? No way. You don't want to shave his balls? Me? Hell no. Foster? No way. You don't want to shave his balls, do you, Farva? Hell yeah, I do. No. No. God damn it, we gotta get out of there. Bullshit! Who ordered these? I can't feel my tits. License and registration? Aren't you the two that pulled me over before? Beg pardon? How are you Mounties now? Or should I say Meowties? <laughs> Hang on. Do you really not remember this guy? You just fucking with him. Yeah, I have no idea who he is. You know I heard everything you said. Son of a bitch, we've been doing that for years. Okay. I'm not hopeful. You're not hopeful? No. You know, it looks like a sequel to a comedy movie that, like every other one that's come out in the last five years. Yeah. Um, I, I have a low bar, anyway. Uh, I never finished watching the first Super Troopers. Uh, my favorite of theirs is Slam and Salmon. Really? And, uh, yeah, I love wait, interesting in, choice. Restaurant, restaurant stories. Okay. Just that's but I always gravitate towards. Hmm. But yeah, um, sure. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll see if everyone's gonna go see it in theaters and there's nothing better playing. I'll go see it. 
Okay. I don't know. I'm excited to go see. Are, are you going to see anything soon this week, Ryan? What's uh, what's what's on the docket? It. I know you. I know you're itching to go to the movies. It's coming out next week. Next. Yeah, I actually. I am taking off of work. I'm making you work for me. I'm switching mm-hmm. with you, so I can go to a midnight showing of it next Thursday. Oh, co- completely agreed. And I'm going to take the uh, the red haired dragon lady, and Hillary. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, she's a big friend guy. of the show, Hillary Pearson. Yeah, she's um. A big Pennywise fan, and oh, then part of the is. show, Aaron, is a big Stephen King fan and a big It fan, so the three of us are going to go, and then I think we're going to be, like, teenagers, you know, sneak some liquor into the theater, pour awesome. in the uh, Coca-Cola cups. Good plan, good Stack, plan. like we're 15 again, man. Ooh, and then good have time. a good time, get the, uh, the shit scared out of us. And then after that, I do have to go see uh, three guys run train of Reese Witherspoon. Oh, sure. Unfortunately. Oh, that's how I've started referring it to people? Thank you. Yep. I'm glad I'm starting this trend. Yeah. It has, a, it has a good cadence to it. Oh, yeah. three guys run a train with a spoon? Yeah. That also movie? known as uh, that thing with the, 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 the Heim song in it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I fucking hate it. After that, um, I don't know, Blade Runner? Blade Runner. Um, Blade Runner's in October. Ryan, I do recommend. Um, you want to start talking about that movie for the next like two months? All right. I'm off for that. Because we did Baby Driver and I've been doing it. Now we got to get on something together. Blade Runner time, baby. Yeah. But I'm... Uh, Let's see. I'm looking forward to seeing Good Time, the new movie starring Robert Pattinson. It's supposed to be oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, I already saw Big Sick twice. Wind River, I'm curious to see. Yeah, the, I'm the reviews curious. haven't been great. They're going to play that at uh, the Frank Banco Wellhouse. It's already probably. playing there. Oh, it's already playing? Yeah, also at our local widespread theater. Oh, shit. So maybe you'll see that tonight if I have time. I have to do some radio editing. But yeah, I'm making up for lost time here, people. Could be interesting. Yep. Um, anything else in the docket, Ryan? Uh, What's next for next week? We have. Well, we have a guest, don't we? Have we? A guest next week. Who's the guest? Our guest is Professor Philip Laporta. I believe that's his name, Laporta. Our good friend Phil, anyway, who listens to our show. Hi, Phil. Hi, Phil. So we can't wait to have you on our show. That um, we are gonna go finally fulfill on a threat slash promise. We are gonna be doing the old boy remake. Prepare yourselves, everyone, for I'm a... Prepared, um, prepare yourselves by going back and listening to the original Old Boy episode yeah. and how much we, you know, jerk that movie off. Yeah, here's a little here's a little preview of how our episode went. Ryan, oh my god, wasn't it so great? Oh my god, it was amazing. But that part of the hammer. Scene, he went back oh my god, to it was fucking, yes, it was fucking awesome, blood of the teeth. Yeah, oh, amazing. It's a great movie. And then uh, at the end of that episode, we you go on a, a little bit of a rant about how awful the remake is. Oh. What episode did I go off about on Ghost in the Shell? Ooh. I'm trying to remember yeah, that. I don't know. Cause um, I was talking. So Daniel and I were talking about another prop, like how much we hated Dark Tower, and he's like, "Oh, I never listened to your rant about Ghost in the Shell. What episode is that?" And I'm like, "I I could not tell you." Yeah, you went pretty heavy on that. Yeah. I saw your your, your buddy uh, Ethan agrees with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. He he he. I saw something does. on the uh, you know, the Facebooks. We'll get him on that show at some point. Yeah, absolutely. He's a guy who knows his guy. stuff. All right, so that's about it for the week, right, Ryan? Yeah, that's about it. All right. And I'm Michelle Monaghan while she's a shower. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we'll let her do that. Um, where can the listeners find you? Oh, that's right. Plugs. We forgot to do plugs last yeah, week. We did. Let's see. So, listeners. No, we did No, last week? No, we didn't. With Adriana? Oh, no, I'm sorry. For, uh, for, uh, for, uh, Saints. We forgot yeah, to do yeah. plugs. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Low energy day. Yeah, low energy day. Let's see. Um. Okay, so listeners, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at gmara number four serious. Also find me on Instagram at sex and violence pod for this show and Tumble Drive for five Ys for me. Also, please listen to Slow Readers, the other Top Gallant radio production where Daniel and I talk about books, the modern times, and nonsense. Keep your ears open for another new production coming up soon, hopefully, called Shift Drinks. Featuring Mr. Ryan Snyder as well as Mayor Bethlehem Neil Heimsoth. We're going to try and put that together. Hopefully, we'll have episodes out by end of October. Yeah, that'd be nice. Right. We had a couple guests lined up for that, so we'll see how that is. Oh, I'm yeah. going to take a back seat on that and let mm-hmm. that asshole drive the train. Let him, let him run train? Yeah, let him do that. Okay, for you, yeah. Ryan? Uh, for me, you can find me on the Instagrams at Tango Light Cash. I'm uh, pretty much just going to see pictures of me making drinks. And, and cats sometimes. recipes. Sometimes a cat. Sometimes you see Pazuzu the movie cat. Pazuzu the movie cat. Other than that, Twitter. And uh, that is at SNV Podcast. S is in sex. N is in Nancy. V is in violence. Podcast. Find us on there. 
Radical. Um, other than that, you can find Gabriel and I both at the Bookstore Speakeasy every Friday, Saturday night. That is 336 Adams Street, Bethlehem, PA. If you, yeah. Please write a review for this show on iTunes. We need your reviews, people. Please, we please, need please. It. We need and you. yeah, come on by to the bookstore. If we see you left us a five star review, we'll give you a free cocktail. Yeah. We'll make anything you want. Anything. Anything. Say you want a drink that's pink and tastes like butt, we'd find a way. Yeah, I could totally Spumato, do that. Spumato uh, and uh, your raspberry tincture. Yeah. Cherry tincture. My cherry uh, vinegar and yeah. uh, Averna. Mm, perfect. Yeah, that'll taste like ass. That'll be disgusting. Pink ass. All right, well, I guess that's it. Until next week, I have been Ryan Winifred Snyder. And I will always be Gabriel Elizabeth Moore. Bye. Goodbye.